Father, thank you for this opportunity to come before your throne. Let us find mercy and grace to help in time of need always, Father. Let you be our first thought. Whenever something comes up, when our eyes fly open in the morning, let us think of you first. And Lord, that's true worship. When we just go to bed with you on our minds, wake up with you on our minds. And we love you, Father. We thank you for this opportunity. Thank you, Lord. Open our minds, our ears, and our hearts to receive your engrafted word. Let us take it home in meditation today and make it real so that we can live it out day by day. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen and praise God. So uh, yesterday we were talking about the fact that your healing is not in the future. It is now. Amen. We have to learn how to depend on God's word and not what we see, not how we feel, not what goes on in the natural. We said yesterday that healing is a spiritual happening. It's a spiritual um, occurrence. Uh, we are healed from the inside out and not from the outside in. And so once we come to understand that, we will be more focused on the internal than the external. Uh, how you feel in your natural body has very little to do with what's going on in your spirit, man. What's going on in your spirit, you have to understand that faith drives your spiritual activities. And faith deals with the unseen, unfelt, <laughs> you know, realm. It just deals with the unseen. So we can't see what God is doing, but we it's real to us by what we call faith. Faith is a spiritual substance that gives us a certain knowing. It gives us a certain awareness about what's uh, real as far as the realm of the spirit is concerned. So when we talk about living by faith, we're not talking about living by imagination by by what we hope we can have or think we might get or anything like that we're talking about a real spiritual substance it's it it can be perceived but not in the natural it can only be perceived by your spirit and and we have to get more in tune to what's going on in our spirits so everybody in here i believe is born again you know, if I'm if I'm mistaken, we can all be born again before you leave here today. But I believe that we all are. And so we have a what we call a regenerated spirit. Your spirit used to be disconnected from God when you were a sinner. But when you confess Christ and ask him to come into your heart, he came in by the presence of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit's not just sitting there doing nothing. He came in to reactivate your spirit man to the life of God. So when God told Adam and Eve in the garden, the day that you eat of it, you will surely die. The devil came back afterwards and said, no, you ain't going to die. Why is it every time God plants a good word in somebody, the devil comes with some variation. He twists things. He's a pervert. Amen. Because he twists and perverts everything. And so he'll come by and tell, no, nah, you won't surely die, you know. And so they didn't surely die. They were disconnected from God. They died spiritually, but naturally it took some time. So natural was put on a time schedule 
so that things in the natural are subject to time, but things in the spirit are not. So things in the spirit happen right away. So when we confess that we are healed, we Father, I thank you. I receive my healing. Jesus, you paid for my healing at Calvary, and I receive it now in the name of Jesus. You receive a spiritual force in a spiritual commodity that comes into your spirit, and it resides there. So healing resides in us. When we embrace it and we accept it. Now it's, it's there all the time in the person of the Holy Spirit. The, the healer lives in you the day you're born again. But he has to be activated by your faith. He, you, he, other than that, Jesus will be there and you won't know a thing about what he can do for you until you get in the word and start in taking the word, hearing the word, believing the word, activating it, act on it, all of that. And so once you, you come, we, once you decide to believe, once you say, Father, I receive my healing, I believe you paid for this healing for me, and I receive it now, I take it now, amen? Once that happens, you are healed by what we call faith. Faith deals with what's in the invisible realm. Your healings in the, the manifestation of it is still out there in the invisible realm. Your house is, your car is, your husband, your wife, your kids. If you're not having, if you don't have those things now in the natural, they're out there already for you. You know, I tell some of these young people all the time, why don't you just pray and believe God for what you want? You can keep running around in the natural looking for it. It ain't there. You keep running around the natural looking for somebody to marry. You're going to wind up with something. I have a choice of water, bubbly water, and bubbly water. I have nothing else. You understand? So I gotta, I gotta water y'all down today. Amen. I can't wine you, I can't beer you, I can't notha. You know, I gotta water you. So praise the Lord, I'll have water. Praise God. But it is in glory. It's waiting for you in glory. If you could convince half the people who are think they're waiting for stuff and looking in the natural, you know, get up in the morning and see if my symptoms have gone down. What does that have to do with the fact that you're healed? See? But we tend to do that. And and what that means is that you got a little work to do. That's all. You you have to build up your faith. More and more and more. Or if you keep looking for it in the natural, pretty soon you'll give up on the faith aspect of it. See, that's what the enemy wants for us to divert our attention to natural things and get our minds off what's going on in the spirit. See, the natural is familiar to us. The spirit is new. See, the things of the spirit, we have to learn those things. Amen. Nobody's born knowing a lot of stuff about God. Don't, don't, don't get yourself all knotted up. You know, we look at people and think so-and-so, oh yeah, if I could just know the Lord like they do, well you, you will. You keep living, you get to know Him in more ways than you could imagine. Amen? But it's a learning process for everybody. We all have to learn the ways of God. And at some point, you have to make up your mind like Abraham did. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief. 
Amen. He considered not his own body. He didn't even think about how old he was. Well, what did he think about? Something other than that? I know you can too. If you've got symptoms in your body, you can think about something other than your symptoms. It's possible. If Abraham did it, you can too. You have his faith. And his faith isn't in us just to sit there and do nothing. His faith is there to work for us, to bring us the things into the natural realm that we are longing for from God. Amen? It doesn't matter how long it takes. God doesn't run out of anything. If you need more time, he'll extend time. If you, if you sick of time, then, then he'll shorten time. Whatever. You know, you can petition him for whatever it is that you need so that you can, can get through to the manifestation of what it is that you desire for him. And he will make sure that you get it. You're not in this by yourself. You know, and God's not, you know, standing over us like some mean teacher and making us see if we know enough to get something from him. You know. Come on, y'all. He's our friend. He's our advocate. He works with us. Well, we work with him. Let me put it that way. So he will accommodate you and and allow you to be able to develop your faith, get it to the place where it's it's approval. It meets his approval. We still have to meet his approval with our faith. It's not an automatic thing. It's not like a slot machine. You know, I'm. Uh, you know, I I've seen ministers you know teach like that you know like you pulling a handle on a slot machine number one if you're a believer you ain't supposed to be in nobody's gambling casino you ain't supposed to know nothing about that you got me (laughs) i know but that person died a long time ago you understand what i'm saying but you don't bring that into the house of god and make people think god's a slot machine where you just pull a lever and something comes out and God has nothing to say about it, got nothing to do. We'd all rob heaven if that were true. Amen? I don't trust me no more, no more not trust anybody else if that were the, the thing. You mean you can bypass God and get everything he's got? Are you kidding me? No, your faith has to to be acceptable to him. It has to meet his approval. Amen. It has to please him. The Bible says without faith, it's impossible to please him. So when you come to God, you've got to be believing that what you are asking, he's able to do it. He's willing to do it and that you have it when you get to that throne room. When you petition God in the throne room for something, when you leave there, you should be thanking him and saying, I got it. I got it. I know I got it. I got this. Amen. This is how a covenant works. This is how our life with God. This is how faith works. Faith says I have it already. Amen. I can, uh, you can prove that to yourself. If you read the Bible and you read the Isaiah 53, 4 and 5, and, and you read that he was wounded for our transgressions. What that means, your sins are forgiven. So your sins don't make you sick anymore. You can't be held hostage to sickness because of disobedience. You can confess it, repent of it, and it's gone. It's no longer a barrier to your healing and your health. And when you read by his stripes, I was healed. I am healed. 
She not feeling well, Miss Pat? Let's bring her up here, honey. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. The devil, you are a liar. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Father, I thank you that when you passed by and saw her polluted, polluted in her blood, you said, live, live. In the name of Jesus. Let's give a chair, Miss Noah. Yeah. In Jesus' name. You feel that? You feel yourself getting a little, woo, a little weak, maybe a little bit? <laughs> All right. So you're going to pull it up close to her. She's going to sit here with me for a little bit. I ain't going to let the devil bleed you in here. He is a liar. All right, baby doll, you sit down. You got them little nails on. You sure you didn't pluck yourself? <laughs> all right, you're sweetie pie. You okay? Yeah, it stopped, all right? Jesus won't let you bleed in his house. His blood covers you already. He paid for you to be healed. The devil is a liar. Amen. So praise God. So so when we say by his stripes, we are healed. We were healed when he went to Calvary. In fact, we were healed from the foundation of the earth. It was just demonstrated. Everything Jesus spoke about himself, he had to walk it out and demonstrate it. Even to dying on a cross. Amen. When the Bible said, cursed is everyone that hangs on a tree. That meant that Jesus would, at some point, hang on a tree for our healing. When that's that was prophesied, they didn't know anything about crucifixion. Amen? So the prophet knew well in advance, he could see our sins hung on the cross on the tree. Jesus didn't hang from a tree like most people hung. He was crucified. So that form of punishment was not even thought of when that prophet prophesied it. That's why a lot of people didn't think he was the Messiah. They were expecting this to come to pass, that to come to pass. No, you got to get it all by revelation from the Holy Spirit. He's got to put it together for you. Amen? That's why when Peter said, told Jesus he was the, the Messiah, the Son of God, Jesus said, flesh and blood did not tell you that. In other words, you don't get that by word of mouth. You get that by personal revelation. you got to come close to God to find that out. Amen? He is a tell you himself. Everybody who comes to Christ has a personal invitation into the kingdom. God reveals himself to you in your heart. Other than that, you won't, you won't have anything to substantiate your faith with. And so when we talk about this life of faith, what we mean is everything that we desire from God has to come as revelation into our spirit before we can receive it, a manifestation of it in the natural. And that means manifestation of natural healing. The spiritual healing has to come first before the natural does. Amen. And so the natural is the part that will come to pass. It will come to pass. So anybody who questions you about, uh, well, are you, you, you say you healed. Uh, how come you got so and so and such and such? You know, you say, girl, I'm talking about spiritual things. Excuse me. Excuse me. Bye-bye. Bye-bye-bye-bye-bye-bye. Huh? If you're too short for spiritual things, bye-bye. See, you don't talk to people like that because they have no clue about how this operates. That's why they ask you them stupid questions. 
What you look like in the natural has nothing to do with what God's doing in your spirit, man. He's working it out in there. No, you can't see it. No, your little friends can't see it. But it's working. As long as you believe it's working, it's working. And so once you decide that you are healed, say, I'm healed by Jesus' stripes. Everybody say it. Now tell yourself you're sick. See, you don't even receive it. That's how you know you've received your healing in your spirit. The minute your your mind says something contrary to it, you don't receive it. So you got it in there. That means you got it. That means it's more real to you than anything else that you got going on in the natural realm. And so when we receive it like that by faith, we keep building on that. Keep building on it. Keep building on it. Will there be times where I I, I don't build? Of course. Everybody's going to get a shock to their system when they start believing God for something. And the, nat- the natural will be manipulated by the enemy. All of a sudden, that pain that you thought you didn't have anymore shows up again. All of a sudden, when you go to the doctor, the, the blood pressure that was been under control for five years is shot up again. You understand what I'm saying? All of that will, your faith will be challenged by natural circumstances because it's easy for the enemy to manipulate those. You got me? And that's what he does. He goes about manipulating. And what we look at it, the way we look at it, though, is our faith is being tested. When it's being tested, it's being strengthened. I'm going to say it again. When it's being tested, it's being strengthened. Amen. And God is adding patience to the the work of your spirit man so that you won't get upset and hasty and quit when something doesn't happen right away. You got me? So what God does while he's while you're you're quote unquote waiting, we're not really waiting, we're serving God. Amen. You know, you know, your life hasn't come to a standstill because you don't see the last symptom gone or because you got to take a pill still for what it is that that's that the symptoms are causing, whatever. You know, while you're you're enduring that and being tested and so forth and so on, God is building patience into you. See, the devil don't notice. See, behind his back, God is taking what he's trying to use to upset your life. And strengthening you and giving you patience. Cause that's the thing that's missing for most people. They don't know how to think long term. They only think right now, gotta get it. I'm sick of this stuff. It's bugging me too much. You don't know how to settle down and begin to let God work. Amen. How you doing, little bitch? You okay? All right. That's right. You are healed. Say, I'm healed. You are. All right. You may go to your seat, darling. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Jesus, sweet. Come here a minute. Come here one more minute. Miss Nola, why don't you come and stand behind her? Lord, I just think comes from in front of me. Oh, she's sweet. <laughs> I love you. Here, let me. I'm gonna bless your hands, okay? Father, I'm just thanking you for these hands that they are blessed. That when she touches things, they will improve. When she touches and caresses little friends. They will get healed and be better. Thank you, Lord, that she can bring peace to people. Let her go to all the children around her who are upset about something. 
and bring them comfort and bring them peace. Let these be healing hands in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, got it. All right, you had it back. <laughs> okay, praise God. Amen. See, once you're healed, you take something with you. Amen. Amen. It's always there for you. So, so yes, so when we, when we have it in our spirit, that's the most important place for God's power to reside. Amen. What you see in the natural really is secondary to what he's doing on the inside of us in our spirit. And if we were to know everything that he's doing, you know, when we, when we have these delays, when we, when we don't get the natural manifestation right away, when, when these things happen, if we understood more about what God's doing in the process, then we would kind of relax a little more and appreciate things more. Does God want you suffering? No, He doesn't want you suffering. Amen? It's not about you. In that respect. It's not, He knows how to give you peace. He knows how to make you comfortable. Amen. Most of what we get into is is our perception of what we are doing and what we're going through. Amen. That adds to it. You know, if you think to yourself, well, oh, you should have been healed by now. You, he said, why is this going on so long? You just worked up. You know, you need to learn how to unwork yourself and get peaceful. See, when you know you're healed, you don't talk like that. Got me? But we all give in to it. I don't know a person that doesn't give in to the flesh. When they, you know, the devil start harassing you about stuff. You know, you cast him out the last time he tried to mess with you and here he is back again. Well, he only goes away for a little while. He's He gets up every morning thinking about how to disturb the saint's world. So you're on his mind pretty much every day. You got me? And so you got to learn that this is a good fight of faith. When you set out every morning and confess the word and thank God that you're healed, worship him, stand before him and love him and bless him and all of that. When you do that, you are defending, get a, setting up a defense for yourself for your day. Don't get out and go looking for, well, I gotta go to work. I gotta do this. I gotta wear my coffee. Wear my this. Wear my that. You understand what I'm saying? Start out by, by respecting your spirit. Respect the fact that God lives in you. Respect the fact that He is, you are following Jesus throughout the day. So you gotta connect with Him. First, first thing, connect with Him. And begin to thank Him. You know, that you had a good night's sleep. Thank him that you weren't tossing and turning all night. Thank him that he let you buy a decent pillow to sleep on. You understand what I'm saying? Got you my pillow. Amen. You know, begin to thank him for those things. Amen. And thank him for a safe environment to live in. As long as you live in, that place is safe, honey. Everybody else is under your umbrella of safety. And and once you begin your your day like that, the Bible says his praise shall continually be in my mouth. You learn how to keep that continual praise and don't let yourself get upset about time and don't let yourself get upset about when's it going to happen and don't let yourself get upset about those things. And then then pretty soon, you know, your your healing will manifest on you and you won't even know it's there almost. It'll creep up on you. In between your praises. Amen. And it won't be a shock to you. It'll be like, well, yeah, God, thank you. I expected that. 
You understand what I'm saying? It's good to expect good things from God. And don't be fretful. You know, the Bible tells us not to be anxious about anything. Amen. Fearful, careful about nothing. Amen. Because it's all laid up for you in heaven. While you down here fretting, you could be, you need to be trying to figure out how to rob heaven. Cause that's what we all want to do. And nobody wants to play by the rules. <laughs> God, how can I sneak up there and grab this and run back down here and enjoy it for you know I got it. Amen. Amen. See, that's grace. Sure, that's a picture of grace. It's unmerited favor. When you get your prayer answer, you don't have a clue how it happened. Wonder what and see what we do. Wonder what I did right. I wonder, you know what you want to do? You want to repeat it again so you can rob God. You don't want to be led by the Spirit and just let God lead you and not tell you a whole lot about how stuff happens. It's a good thing we don't know. Amen. The Bible tells us, he said, the kingdom is like a man who planted seed. And he went to bed, and it sl- he slept, and it sprouted. He knows not how. You don't know how, you ain't going to know how, and God ain't going to tell you how. Because you be trying to, to game, game the system, you know, manipulate stuff. Wonder if I'm going to get out there, I'm going to sow money seed. Wonder how I can just sow for money all the time. No, you're not going to just sow for money all the time. Amen. In 10 days, God wouldn't know the last move you made if you figured that out. Amen. You know, like we got preachers teaching us how to prosper and get, they, they don't prosper that way because they begging you all the time for yours. Ain't nobody stupid around here. You know, you figure that out pretty quickly. George Mueller was a, I'm trying to think he was English. He was, his name sounds German to me, but I think he was English. He had a children's orphanage in England. And he talks about the first time how this orphanage was set up. And these children were going to go to prison to work off debts if they hadn't been taken care of. You tell them a little four and five year old kids working the, you know, 15 hours a day. Because there was nobody to support them. They didn't have parents, nothing. So God told him to bring those children in there and care for them. At the end of, close to the end of his life, he lived way up until his 90s. And he said when he first began that orphanage, he said it took all the faith he had to believe God just for bread every morning. And he said now, he said, I can believe God for a million dollars as quickly as I could believe for a loaf of bread back in the day. He never told anybody, no human, what the need was. He only told God. Do you understand what I'm saying? Never told a human what the need was. He only told God. Even the Apostle Paul said, he says, I'm not asking you for me. So the church did not take care of him. Amen. He said, you need something to add to your account. You need to give to God's work so that you can be blessed and you can have increase in your life. You got me? So we got to get this stuff straightened out, folks, because there are too many people out here looking for people to take care of them. And that's not God's way. 
See, you, you, you negate your own faith when you're looking in the natural and you're asking in the natural for natural help. So many times faith is not there if you're too focused on who you can get it from and who owes you and how you can, you know, don't do that. God said, let your request be made known to him. Once you tell him, his peace will settle in on you and you'll quit worrying and fretting about money so much. Amen. Yeah, and I had it bad. I was one of them, you know, I, everything was money to me. You know, when I was growing up, if we, it, we didn't have enough money. I couldn't do that. I didn't have enough money. You know, if you, your teeth was looking funny. Hey, we don't have enough money. You know, so, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If you need to comb your hair, yeah, I don't have enough money. I can't comb my hair. You know, that kind of stuff. And, and so it, it took a lot for me to unwind money out of every situation in my life. But God helped me do that. And I did it by seeking him for everything and just trusting him and shutting down the mouth. You know what I'm saying? For needs and wants and stuff. And just allow God to develop my faith. So I say that to say your faith for everything you need has got to be developed. It's not perfect. Amen. And it probably never will be as long as you're on this earth. There are going to be issues that come up. There are going to be things that that are in your heart that need to be worked out. Sometimes we need to learn how to trust God, period, no matter what we see. You know, uh, it's a it's a known fact. If you if you save money and you put it away and you forget you got money somewhere, it'll grow faster. Do you make it invisible to you? And, and before you know it, it's grown beyond where you ever thought it would grow. But as long as you got your eyeballs on it and you're focused on it, nothing much is you're going to wind up spending it, you know, blowing on something stupid. And so it's the same thing. This is the way faith is. It's internal. It works on the inside of us. Amen. So because a healing is a spiritual occurrence, it is not natural. You will not see a natural manifestation immediately. All the time. Now you may see one immediately. God may gift you in faith to where you can speak to say a headache and it'll disappear right away. You can speak to, you know, a, a demon that's not, doesn't have a strong grip on people, you know, when it's a small, just, just a pain like that. But sometimes pain gets pretty deep because it might be connected to a disease. Sometimes people have tumors and they, get pain or some people have degenerative diseases and they cause pain they might be deeper and so but that does not mean that that symptom won't yield to the word of god it will eventually fold if you keep administering the word to your spirit enough so the whole object is to stay with the word no matter what it looks like in the natural amen now natural means may help you some Amen. But they are never a permanent cure. You, you take pills in the natural. They, sometimes your symptoms may get beyond the, the pills ability to help you. So people, doctors will tell you if it's a, a, um, a, a permanent diagnosis, they will tell you that we can't cure you of this. There is no cure for what you have. But yes, there is. There is the word of God. And so that's when you know you must apply the word of God and take God's medicine and not natural medicine all of the time. Proverbs 4 tells us how this is your prescription for health and healing 
and life and just anything that you need. This principle works, whether it's healing, whether it's money, whether it's uh, companionship, whether it's uh, um, uh, whatever it is that you need. Proverbs 4.20, it says, My son, attend to my words, incline their ear to my sayings. Let them not depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those that find them, and health or medicine to all their flesh. Then it tells you this too. Keep your heart diligently, for out of it are the issues of life. How do you keep your heart? By putting away from your mouth things that don't, that aren't spiritual. In other words, don't confess lack, don't confess uh, sickness, don't confess anything, you know, put away from your, you know, just guard your mar- mouth and guard your heart. And, and what you receive and what you hold on to will be the word of God and it will be God. So it says, attend to my words. In other words, give my word your attention. Focus on it. Let it, let, let yourself be consumed with it. Let yourself uh, just go for the word all the time. Don't spend your time uh, frivolously thinking about things that don't matter or things that don't won't come to pass. Keep fear out of your thoughts. Things that you don't want to see happen. Don't sit and meditate on what if this will happen, what if that will happen. It will shock you how much time we can spend on Nonsense things that never ever come to pass. Amen. The enemy wants us to stay preoccupied with fear. And then that way, by the time you start listening to the word, you've got to fight what you've already got in your head to try and get that in there. So it just makes more sense to me to stay with the word period, you know, and, and put all that other stuff to the side. You don't need all that other stuff. But what we do need from day to day is instruction from God and how to live. And you get that only through the word. So when you begin to listen to the word, every time you hear the word of God, it heals you. You know, sometimes we think we just need healing, quote unquote, healing scriptures. Or scriptures that have to do with healing. Do that first. Because you need that. Because that's what your issue is. But we need other things from the word too. We need to get encouragement from the word. We need to get hope from the word. We need to get a a right identity from the word. See, when you call yourself the healed of the Lord, that's how God identifies you. That's who you are. You're the healed of the Lord. You're not a sick person. Amen. No matter what kind of symptoms are, are, are upon you, you are not sick. That's not your identity. And so once we start going into the word, we find a lot of things about us will get corrected. They'll get adjusted. You'll begin to understand who you really are, how to, to live the blessed life, how to live out of what's on the inside of you. Amen. You know, we're a lot more interesting sometimes than we think we are. You get in the word and you can entertain yourself a long time just on who God says, what he says about you, how he sees you, the things that he sees for your life, the things, your capabilities. What are you able to do? I can do miracles. See, you understand what I'm saying? Sometimes the truth is so foreign to us. 
Yeah, that's that's how faith people get in trouble with un, with people who say they're believers, but they don't really believe the word. Faith people make a statement, and and then everybody looks at them. Who oh, you think you are saying stuff like that? Well, they got it right on the same Bible you read. They just believe it and they say it. And so many times we read, but we don't believe God is talking to us in that scripture. We don't receive it for ourselves. When I was ministering the other week and I, God began to, to, to give me revelation on how much treasure we have in us that goes undetected by us because we don't take time to meditate on it. But see, somebody will come by and flatter us and we'll follow them for days. See, your spirit needs to get the identity instead of your flesh. That's how the devil manipulates people. You know, some, some the young girls and some guy will come up and tell you something that God is telling you in the word. And instead of you receiving it from the word and believing what God says about you, you turn that down and you walk away from that, that and then some guys got your nose open. Amen. Got a hook in your jaw. Leading you all around everywhere. Just, you just living off of his word. Amen. You know, and you know, he's, you think he said, baby, baby, baby. And he said, I didn't say that. I just stutter sometimes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> they disavow any interest in you in a hurry. You got me? But yet you're being led around by somebody's words. Why don't you let God's word lead you? And let God's word transform you. It'll change you into another person. I was mentioning that, you know, and I, I had Miss Nola send everybody that, that teaching over again. Tell them, take this week to meditate on Asking God to show you the treasure that's in you and how you can put it to use, how you can utilize it. How many did it? Don't have, don't raise your hands. This ain't this ain't you know true confessions. You see what I'm saying? Good news coming at us all day long, and we don't want to hear it. We don't put up the effort to hear it, but yet we sit around lonely. Someday my prince will come. Huh? Who are you talking about? You remember them brothers out there talking a lot of trash to you? See, as long as you're, you're fantasizing and looking in the natural for something, that's all you're going to get is a bunch of trouble. Somebody's going to tell you they with you and then you look up and they with somebody else. Oh, baby, I didn't mean it like that. See, I didn't mean it. You won't go, I meant that. <laughs> But see, we don't like living like that because we're Christians. Well, quit l- walking around and lurking around in the devil's play- playground. Amen. Get in your word. Hmm? There's a whole lot more to you than you know. And God wants to reveal it to us continually. You can be your own entertainment. You know, just one day say, God, open up my spirit and show me who I am. And you say, my goodness, girl, you rich. Huh? There's nothing impossible for you. You can do all things. God, just show me what I'm supposed to do. And I'm trusting you to get me there. 
and preoccupy yourself with the things that matter, things that are of God. Whatever else he has for you, you'll get it. You follow God, you find out all kind of blessings on the road. But we've got to yet follow him. We're so busy trying to, we get so distracted by stuff so fast, you know. You, you think you, you want to go out, you know, got, gotta go out with your, your best buds and pretty soon you fall out with them. You fall out with them because they're not your best buds. Jesus is your best bud. Get to know him. Amen. Don't waste your youth away daydreaming and wondering and pretending and wishing and get in the word. Let him begin to heal you. Let him begin to show you who you are. Many times we have we have things in us the enemy wants to hide forever. You understand what I'm saying? There are things within that that if he could keep you, you know, this is why sometimes we have difficulties in God in life. You start out with a messed up childhood, you have a messed up teenage life, you have messed up. Why do you think he's trying so hard to demean you and push you down and discourage you? Is because if you get some time with God and you start to get treasure revealed, you begin to know who you really are. And you'll think one day you say, you know, it all makes sense now. I'm an artist. I'm a creative person. I can do this and I can do that. Amen. And, and, and I need to let God show me how he wants to develop that. And how you get interested in you in that way. I'm not talking about, you know, interested in you and, me time and I'm a queen and you're a queen and all us is queens and us and, and you is queens and we is queens and I'm a queen and you a king. You know, cut, cut that out. That ain't even real. And the people saying it know it's not real. They wish it was real. Why? Because they're so fed up with who they are. Why? Because they don't check in with God and find out who they really are. You can have gifts and abilities and if you don't let God validate them, you'll never appreciate them. Say it again. You can have gifts and abilities and be creative and know it. And if you don't let God validate them, you won't appreciate them. They won't stick. You'll con- continually criticize yourself. Oh, yeah. Somebody will say, oh, that looks good. You know, that, that I like that. Yeah, you know, I'm, I, I, I could be, yeah, yeah, well, you know, I, uh-uh. you're supposed to feel good about that. Because you created that and it's successful. How do you know that somebody appreciates it? Amen. And if nobody appreciates it, God will give you a pat on the back. Amen. He'll give you that inner smile. You know, you know what I mean by that? Something on the inside of you says, that's, that I did it. It's good for God. God showed me that's what I'm supposed to do with my life. And so, and we all have a high calling, folks, if you'll walk in it. You know, the fact that you haven't led anybody to the Lord in years means nothing. Your value's still there. Do you understand what I'm saying? You'll get there. You'll get where God, look at the other things God gives you to do. Then quit comparing yourself with other people. Some people, their gift is to tell everybody all the time about Jesus. Amen. And then others, it's it's as the doors open, as you pray and God opens doors. But look at the other things you do that God approves of. And if you're not doing nothing, ask him to give you something to do. 
Get in your Bible and ask him to give me something to do. God, I'm see I'm here for a purpose and as long as I'm not doing it, I'm wasting your time and mine. Show me who I am and show me what I have to offer humanity and to bless humanity with. And go for it. I don't care if it's what starts out small. Everybody wants to blow up. I don't know why. Blow up to me means putting on another five pounds. You know, they don't want to blow up. Good crazy. Jim's fighting words over here. But we all want to be important and God knows it. Why? Because the important one lives in us. And you have a sense of him in you. That's what makes you want to be important. But you can't let your flesh carry that out. You got to get with God and God, what is, what is this that keeps drawing me to certain things? What is this that's in me that you put in me? And I know you put it in me. It ain't the devil. <laughs> Cause it blesses me when I think about it. See, it's God. The devil don't put, he's a thief, honey. He don't put nothing in nobody. He there takes stuff out and keep us confused if he can. But we need to understand, and it's the same way with healing and whatever else we need. It's already inside you. You've got to understand how to feed it, how to make it grow, how to let it consume you. Once your healing grows to where it overgrows your symptoms, you're healed. It's manifested in the natural. You understand me? And until that happens, you keep feeding the word. Keep feeding yourself the word. Keep putting it in. Keep You can't put too much of the word inside of you. You understand me? You know, crazy religious people back in the day, oh, you can't be too heavenly minded. I should slap you for saying that. Demon. You understand what I'm saying? Stay away from them kind of people. They want to prophesy your doom anyway. Why? Because they're living in a trash can and don't know how to get out. Trying to pull somebody else in there with them. Amen. Amen. So, so <clears throat> we all know how to give attention to something. Things you desire and things you want more of, you admire and you give them your attention. It, why? Because that's how you receive attending. Amen. You, 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 you take on what it is that you give your attention to. You begin to see yourself in that way. You know, people are just made that way. We're reflections of God. And we're always looking for that right image to measure up to. That's why people compare themselves with each other. You, you understand what I'm saying? You're looking for who you really are. And, and, you know, we sometimes find it in one another. Amen? But only to a certain degree. But we are looking for God so that we can complete the image that he has created in us. And so once we we understand that, we'll give ourselves more to the word. You'll give yourself more, give it more time, more attention, focus on it and, and absorb it and, and allow yourself to want the word. Amen. Um, you, you, you have to go after the things that you desire. And everything that you need and, and desire really is in God's word. You won't find it any other place. Now, there are times where you can be around people who are word people like you are. They can encourage you. They can strengthen you. You can share 
back and forth and discussion with them. There are people that, that God will put in your life who can kind of mentor you because they, they understand God a little bit better. But pretty much you've got to spend the time with him so that he can validate. He won't let anybody take his place in your life. Amen. He just won't. And he wants to be number one and he will be number one in everybody's life. So we we know that if you're not interested in something, you tend to ignore it. And we've got to discipline ourselves that we don't ignore the word and just not spend some days, you know what I'm saying, in the word and letting the word minister to us. Amen. When Jesus healed people, he healed it by his word and by the anointing. It's the word is anointed because it has power. And the anointing itself is the power to heal. And so he used both of them. Many times he would minister the word to people so that they could to build their faith. You see that a lot. The Bible says he preached and he teached, taught, and he healed. And so the preaching and the teaching are 100% necessary. You can teach yourself the word by meditating on it. Take that word and, and start to, to understand it and start to, um, uh, break it apart. Ask God about it. God, what does this really mean? I, I've heard the word and I can pretty much recite it and memorize it. But, but what does it really mean for me? How does, how does this translate into taking symptoms out of my body? How does this translate into causing everything I set my hands to prosper? I have a tendency to get involved in things, and then if they don't pan out by a certain amount of time, I drop them and go do something else. That's very common with people, folks. We don't know how to make that word produce in us like it's supposed to. The Bible says everything. Everybody say everything. You set your hands to will prosper and not fail. And why is it that we will start things and not finish them because we think it won't work out? You got me? You gotta, you gotta learn how to apply the word even to, because the devil will defeat you at every turn. He's sitting there waiting for you to get enough courage to step out and do something so he can crash it by telling you, well look at that, it's, see something, this didn't happen yet, that didn't happen yet. I don't know why you're doing that, cause you don't have no customers. I don't know why you're doing that, cause you don't have this, that, and the other. Amen? A lot of times, well it's getting mighty quiet in here. What do I need to do? I need, I need to... I had coffee, I had tea, I had bubbly, I ain't got nothing else I'm gonna be drinking up here trying to preach, y'all. <laughs> But this is real life. There's no reason you should quit on anything. If if you put your hand to it, it's got to work. It's got to prosper. You got to give it time. You got to talk to God about it. Don't it don't don't think you're just gonna do something and, and instantly it's gonna make money for you. If you work for somebody, they're going to make you work some days before they give you a paycheck. My goodness, you got to wait for everything. But see, what we do, instead of engaging with God in this, God, I'm going to do this. I know one day it's going to, it's going to prosper because your word says it will. 
I don't care, God, if I don't have any customers, I'm going to go and sit in my business and, and clean things up and expect people to come in. How long do you have to do that until you leave this earth? Nobody has it made where you don't, you can just let things happen and you don't expect. Amen. There's so many people whose, whose popularity blossomed and then one bad thing happened and you didn't see them anymore. Amen. So you gotta keep expecting, you gotta keep God employed in your thinking, in your activities, in all of that. But see, we talk ourselves out of God's prosperity. Why? Because we look at the natural. We're discouraged and we voice it. We're discouraged and we act like it. Why you let discouragement set on you? This day was made for rejoicing and gladness. Wasn't made for discouragement. So you violating the law of the, the day. <laughs> you were given a day to rejoice and be glad. You weren't given a day to be sad and upset and say this won't help work for you. Who are you? It works for everybody that believes. Amen. So we keep believing. God is testing your faith. He's building your faith so that you won't be quick to give up on him because they're very, there's more important things God wants us to use our faith for than just our paycheck and just our health and just, you know, making sure our appliances work. There's so many more things that he wants us to use our faith for. He said, justified people live by faith. You gotta employ faith every day that you get up. You gotta be believing God for something. And so when you understand what you're here for and how this works, then you can pretty much, uh, understand or expect that everything you set your hands to will be blessed. God can promise us unlimited blessings. Why? Because he is the possessor of heaven and earth. He owns everything. And his word upholds everything. So when God told his son to to come up there and stay, he meant that. He said that in creation is still up there. When he put the water where it was so supposed to be, that water has stayed there, folks. Now, people talk about evolution and all that kind of stuff. They weren't here to know what's going on. But God still regulates it by his word. It's not, it hasn't escaped God's control. I'll put it to you this way. So the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof because his words formed it and his words uphold it. Just like that word that he said keeps the earth where it is. That word has the same power in your body to drive disease out and manifest your healing. It's the same word, and he treats it the same. He wants us to stay with his word, no matter what what it is that 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 we are are doing. Now, our words have power in us as well as in other situations. Situations you pray for, God will manifest his word, but his word also works in us when we say we are going to do something your words remind you to do it amen don't ever say you're going to try to do something because god don't talk like that you'll talk like your daddy he don't talk like i'm gonna try i'm gonna try to heal you i'm gonna try i'm gonna give it my best shot don't say that kind of silly stuff you know why we say try? Because we're irresponsible.
I wish we had Mr. Francis Albert Sinatra over there to give us a shooby dooby doo or two. Huh? We don't want to do nothing. We don't want to be responsible for nothing. We don't want God to call us and tell us to do nothing. We just want to be invisible till it's time to collect the paycheck. Huh? That's true. And we're fighting it and we have seeds of, of, of justification and righteousness in us, but it's a hard sell some days. Amen? So we don't want to be responsible. That's why we, we won't promise people anything. We won't tell people definitively we're going to do something. And then when we do it long enough and we think we're not getting enough attention, we find a way to wiggle out of it. Why? Because we don't want to be responsible. When you say you're going to do something, when you, when you tell God, it's like this, when, when, it, when God gives me somebody to pray for or, or, you know, prophesy to them. When I begin to pray for them, I'll say, well, I'm going to see if God has something more he wants to say to you. You got me? That's, I'm committing myself to inquire of God. Amen. If he has something more, I bring it forth. If he doesn't, it's amen and, and let's get to getting. You understand what I'm saying? But you, you have to commit yourself as far as you can in order to get something. Do you understand what I'm saying? You, I can't go and say, well, I don't know if God wants me to pray for you or not. You, you, do you understand what I'm saying, folks? You gotta commit on some level. Now, I can't tell people, well, God's got a word for you all the time. I don't know that. But I can commit to to go into the heart of God and see what he has for them. You got me? Because he's got something. Because when people ask for help, he has something for them. But you have to commit yourself to some level in order to get something from God. When you say you're going to do something, God hears that and he helps you keep your word. When you say try, God's not in it. That's why a lot of our tries never work out. Because he doesn't tell us to try. He tells us to do it. He tells us commit yourself to something. Amen. Commit your way to the Lord and he will perfect your steps. He'll order your steps. But God is not in this wishy-washy, I'm going to try it business. See, what we want is we want to do stuff when we feel like it. And if we don't feel like it, we don't want to have to be committed. And God is not like that. You don't get that from God. God will tell you, see, uh-uh, you, when I tell you you're going to do something, you go do it. And you don't worm out of it because of, you know, whatever. You know, people got all kind of excuses. I didn't come to healing school because I was sick. Oh. I'll take the green bottle again. People who get their healing come sick. I got news for you. Everybody, everybody comes to healing school and gets healed came sick. News flash. Huh? <laughs> you start making excuses and, and leaning on that. You got me? God will let you lean on it. And you'll find that more excuses come to you for stuff you be depending on. 
people tell you, well, well, you know, I'm going to uh, call you, you know, we, we like the way you work and we're going to call you up and all that. And the phone never rings. No, watch what you sow. Amen. You go reap it. God is not mocked. Listen, honey, you want people to be dependable and, and you can count on them. You got to be dependable and people can count on you. It doesn't work the other way. It really doesn't. So God wants us to be like him. And, and the more we can be like him in our words, our expectation, the more that word will work for us to heal us and to bless us and to prosper us, to get us over uh, a line, over into the real blessings that God wants us to have. You know, there won't be any stopping to what God wants to do with us and how much he will bless us. But we've got to stick with it. We've got to show God we're not fly-by-night believers. You're, you're the kind of believer that God, you know, whatever happens, I'm here. Use me. I want to be used by you. Whatever you want me to do, you know, go here, go there, whatever. I'll do it. And and just be that person. Don't be the person, well, I, I, yeah, I, I don't like that. And I don't, you don't know what you don't like. You ain't tried this. You ain't tried enough of God yet to say what you don't like of him. Do you understand what I'm saying? Just be the person. Just God use me. Let me put my name in the ring to do this, do that, do the other. Whatever it is. You ain't doing nothing else. You think it's all important, but it's not. You understand what I'm saying? (laughs) Stuff will be there. So if you say you're going to do something, your own words will remind you to do it. You'll get a conviction. Inside, the Holy Spirit will let them words reverberate. You said you were going to do this. You need to go do it. You told those people you were going to do this. And so God won't let us off the hook. Why? Because he wants to be us to be imitators of him. He's faithful. He does what he says he's going to do. His word performs. So he wants us to be imitators of him. The more you can be faithful to do what God tells you to do, the more success you will have, the more peace you will have in your life. You won't be sitting up waiting on some money to come that never shows up or waiting on a bill to be paid that never, that, you know, go to foreclosure and go to all that crazy stuff. That won't be your lot. Amen. If you're a faithful person and and you are who you say you are and you do what you say you're going to do, God treats you like that. And there's then he, the possessor of heaven and earth, will bless you in that realm. He'll bless you in the realm like somebody who has everything. We'll say it again. See, we don't we don't understand. All you got to do is clock in to God. This God, when I ask you for something, do you ever turn me down? No. Well, then let me be that kind of person. Do you understand what I'm saying? In my church, if, if they're expecting me to do certain things there, let me be a dependable person. Let me be the person who is there on time, expecting all of that kind of stuff. Let me be that person. And there aren't that many of them. I know that. The devil, the devil tries real good to not make people let people be dependable. Amen. Why does he do that? No, well, you know, I don't want to disappoint the pastor, honey. You ain't disappointing me. I don't get disappointed. Do you know I'll come on here, turn these lights on myself. I'll put me some kind of music on. It may not be that, but I don't know nothing about them boards over there. 
I'd learn them their boards, but I can't work that in quite yet. You understand what I'm saying? I'll put me something on in here and just talk for two straight hours. And don't expect no amens because ain't nobody here but me. I amen myself. Huh? No, you disappointing yourself. Because it's going to show up in your life somewhere. God is not mocked. Don't deceive yourself. Amen? You know, get with it. If not now, when? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> get with it. God's God's pouring out his spirit, folks, where people are in church all day long. They don't go home. Ow! Pastor Barb, that hurt. Yeah, it hurt. Amen? Because he's trying to train our spirits to expect more, to do more. See, when you're in that atmosphere, you can care less if it's us. See, talking to us now like we're talking now, it's hurting everybody because you can't think of yourself being. But once you get in that realm of the spirit, you start expecting God to do those things. And you give yourself over to it. You enjoy it just like the mother people do it. You know, he ain't going to take you kicking and screaming. Do you understand what I'm saying? You just ain't ready. Amen. But he's getting the, he's getting all his people ready for that. We're coming away from stuff. Persecution is heating up against us. There are being laws passed every day to take your kids and mutilate their bodies and trans them and tell them they're not the sex they were born and all this kind of stuff. So it's being piled up against the saints. And we somewhere on TikTok calling each other queens. Better TikTok your word. You understand what I'm saying? We don't even know what time it is. It's creeping up on us. You know, how bad does it have to get before you really turn to God? And see, you're seeing people turning to God in groves. Openly praying. Openly confessing. Openly binding the devil. You got me? And this is at political rallies. They're praying in the name of Jesus and ain't scared to pray and... You know, they hanging on to God like it's like it's their job now, you know. So when you see God moving in, in unique places like that, it ain't no play thing. The church better get with it, I'm telling you. We better know who we are and know what we have inside of us. Amen. Jeremiah thirty seventeen, there's a promise God will restore health. No matter how long it takes for you to get the natural manifestation, he promises he will restore health to you and heal you from your wounds. And I mean all of them. The emotional wounds, you know, discouragement, scars, abandonment. I don't care what's wounded you. He promises he's going to heal you from that. And not later, but sooner. In fact, you heal now. Start to claim it now. God, I thank you for healing me of my wounds, healing me of discouragement, healing me of disappointment. God, everybody that I've ever loved disappointed me. I'm thanking you that I'm healed and I'm walking out my healing. Thank you, Lord. And you will find that all of a sudden God puts you in the company of good people. He'll put you in company of encouraging people. 
you may not know how to receive it at first, but, you know, keep living for God. You get used to it and, and it'll bring you success as well. Amen. Exodus fifteen twenty six tells us if we diligently listen to the word, not just on Sunday when I'm fussing at everybody. <laughs> Amen. But all the time. Put me on all the time. You can you can find me on YouTube. <laughs> and I'll fuss at you some more. That's good for you. Some of y'all ain't been roughed up since you left home. <laughs> Your mama wish she could send you something right now, even she in heaven. And she said, wonder if she did did so and so. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Yeah, if we diligently listen, hearken to the voice of the Lord and follow through on what you hear. Do the thing that's right in his sight, not your sight, his sight. Keep his commandments. He said he won't put any disease. That's your anti-Rona scripture. And that's an Old Testament scripture. We got a better covenant now. God heals us ahead of time from disease that hasn't even been developed yet. You got me? So I don't care how many labs they have cooking up new viruses and all that. God's, you don't, that's not for you. You don't have to be scared of that. Amen. You don't ever have to be afraid of that. And all the scared people said amen. Everybody's so quiet. I ain't scared. I ain't scared. I ain't scared. I don't care if you're scared or not. You need to know why you ain't scared. Not because of you so tough, but because of God's word. Get his word in you. Then you can be not scared. Amen. Ain't no virus scared of you. Amen. Exodus 23, 25, and 6 says, If you serve the Lord, he will bless your bread and your water and take sickness away from the midst of you. Now, this is your anti, I ate something and it don't agree with me scripture. I don't know why I'm different, but everything I eat agrees with me tremendously. And I have several helpings of it. Huh? I don't have any upset stomach and, you know, people say, well, I just couldn't leave the house. I say, girl, what? Unless it's something more to eat up there, I'm stuck up in the house. But if I, <laughs> I'm running out to try and find me some groceries. Because the last ones I had was wonderful. See, you got to incorporate this. This can't just be a scripture you hear. Because there are so many ways for us to get sick off of things that we ingest and things that we inject, all of that. There's so many poisons out here. But you got to start believing the word of God. You can't go grabbing your stomach, wonder what, wonder, wonder, don't wonder nothing. Just get on up and go to work, get on up, go to church, get on up and go wherever you just get on up and go. That's faith. Fear is sitting up rubbing your stomach wondering, scared to leave the house. (laughs) Many years ago when AIDS was a new 
disease, there were some people that were not in the homosexual community that came down with it, and nobody understood why. And they <clears throat> they knew that what these people had in common was they thought they got it from dental work. You know how dental work's really bloody. It's easy to get infected if them people don't keep, you know, because they dig it all in your gums and they bleed, you know, and that kind of stuff. And so they, they, but they couldn't understand why, how it was transmitted. And the, the dentist, when he was on his deathbed, confessed that he took some of his blood and put it on the instruments because he wanted other people to get it. He said, maybe if normal people get it, they'll start doing something about it. You got me? But for a long time, people were afraid to go to the dentist because they didn't know how it was being transmitted. You got me? And so things happen like this, folks. Do you understand what I'm saying? You don't know. You've got to have an immunity built in from the word of God so you can fight this stuff. By the, It's available to us. But yet we watch what we and oh that messed my stomach up and it didn't mess mine. Give me your give me your <laughs> pass it over here. Somehow I'm immune. Fancy that. You got me? You know you you gotta toughen yourself up. It's a must. It's necessary. It's available to you to not be so susceptible. How are you healed over here with, with this and then you're not healed over here with that? Think about it. I ain't messing with nobody today. I'm just, you know, this is this stuff we've got to, we've got to honor the word, folks. You can't keep honoring just habits, and it's a habit to think. Well, wonder what that's from when something happens to you. Amen. Just like when I get on the scale and haven't lost anything, wonder what that's from. Wonder of wonders. Wonder how, you know, you go in my little chair where I sit in my little chair and recline. Don't open that chest of drawers. It's got five drawers in them. No. Now I have the sweets in the top one. I have the chicharrones in the second one. I got the chips, potato chips in the third one. Amen. And I'm working on the other two. Come in there and pop them drawers open. You liable to find something. Huh? Yet I wonder why. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? We're going to stop wondering pretty soon, folks. We're going to be people who are centered in the word of God. Where we believe the word, we declare the word, we don't say anything else. You don't put your faith in anything outside of the word of God. And we can do it. Now, I don't care if you only know two two scriptures. Believe them. John 3.16 will keep you saved your whole life. Keep you from backsliding. It'll keep you from everything. So you don't need a whole lot of word. You need to believe what you hear and keep hearing it and dedicate yourself to it. But God has promised us health, folks. He restores health. If it leaves you, he restores it. By his stripes, you're already healed. You were healed when you were saved. You got it in a package deal. 
So it's not like you gotta wait for God to do anything. He's done it all already. He's waiting for us to believe it. Amen. And that's all we believe. Why don't we stop? Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for understanding. Thank you, Lord, that by your stripes we are healed. Lord, we love your word. We don't want anything but your word. We thank you, Father. We bless you and we praise you in Jesus' name. You know, the Lord is telling me that some of you are doing the right things, but you're not believing me for the results. You're not totally believing me for the results. It says, quit going through the motions and start adding faith to what you do. And thank me for the results that you're expecting. Just continue to thank me for the results. And that way your faith is locked up into your activities. Amen? Amen. So that's faith. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. If anybody needs prayer, come on up and I'll pray for you.